0: Welcome to the Birmingham LitFest Presents podcast series, as taken over by the Wolverhampton Spark Young Writers for six stories, all set late on the same night at Wolverhampton train station. Emma Bonnywell reads 23.48 by Maeve Deegan. The 23.48 train to Birmingham New Street from Platform 2 is delayed by 8 minutes this is due to signal failure it's now expected at twenty-three fifty-six. apologies for any inconvenience this causes i am always late i cannot be late today i simply have to do something maybe one of the members of staff will be able to help me i have to try can you help me please i'm going to be late and i can't possibly be Is there any way you could speed up the 2348 train to Birmingham New Street? He looks much too young to be working here, let alone at this time of night. I'm afraid I can't do that for you, ma'am, but I would recommend you go to one of our waiting rooms until the train arrives. He obviously does not understand my dilemma. But can't you do something? I can't be more than a second late. I assure you, ma'am, your train will not arrive a second later than expected. Now, please take a seat in one of our waiting rooms. Refreshments are available. All I can do is stare. Is it not clear that I am in a desperate situation? He seems to think sitting in one of his waiting rooms will solve the problem. I will not just sit and wait for my train to arrive. I cannot afford to wait. I must leave now, and I will. I'm afraid you don't understand. I must leave on my train now, or I will be late. If you cannot solve the problem right now, I will have to find somebody else who can. I'm very sorry, but I can't, ma'am. However, you can complain on our website if you feel it necessary to do so. Please take a seat in the waiting room. There's one just down there. You haven't got long to wait now. I look at him defiantly. He is much too young for this sort of thing. I expect he won't last long in this job. I will have to find someone else with a little more experience in this field. I will, I say, and walk away. It appears that I must solve this problem myself, or not at all. There seems nothing for it but to go and sit in one of his wretched waiting rooms until my train does arrive, late as it may be. I walk along the platform briskly. The lights are flickering. Another thing to complain about. I have a whole list by now. The door to the waiting room is slightly open. There is obviously quite a crowd in there. It is far from quiet. Noise is the last thing I need now. I find a space in the corner of the room and try not to look anyone in the eye. I don't have time for conversation. I'm going to be late. There doesn't seem to be anything I can do. I can complain on the website all I like but that won't make the train arrive any earlier. I need to act. And fast. My time is running out. I get up and peer out of the waiting room window. There are no other members of staff on the platform. I go and sit down again. I suppose I will just have to wait. Eight minutes. Until the train arrives, if it ever does. I can't sit still. My fingers claw at the zip of my coat, the clasp of my handbag. I feel at my wrist for my watch. It isn't there. I must have left it behind. I search desperately around the room with my eyes, there on the wall, ticking quietly. Five minutes left. Three gone. Already. Five minutes to do nothing. I look at the clock. I watch as the seconds tick by. So quickly. Too quickly. I can't sit in silence doing nothing. Letting the train arrive late to the platform, Letting myself arrive late to the station. Surely someone else must be feeling the same way. Someone else must be desperate to go. Someone else must be itching to leave. And all the time I can see the hands on the clock ticking. Ticking. The other people in the room have started to notice me now. They must be feeling the same. Surely. There is a woman shivering in the cold. A man next to her. Blue eyes. They must be his friends. The rest of them, drunk. They must all be drunk. They're all staring now, looking at me. I look at the clock. Tick. Tick. None of them seem to care. None of them seem to even have acknowledged that the train will be late. Eight minutes. A whole eight minutes. Ticking away. I check the clock. Divert my gaze to the window. Dirty glass, cracked. Outside, the night looks grim, cold. Tick, 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 tick. I look back at the clock. What else is there to do? Tick, 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 tick. I focus on the window again. This time, I wonder. How many people are out there? There were some when I came. Not many. Maybe there are more. Maybe there are lots of people, a whole army of them. Maybe the train will come earlier if I am out on the platform. I leave, abruptly. Nobody notices. Nobody needs to. I am out of the door and into the cold within seconds. I wrap my coat more tightly around myself. I have given up hope now. I will just have to complain on the website later, when I get my phone back, if I ever do. Best to keep unnoticed for now, until the train comes. What is there to do in eight minutes? I walk down the platform, several times. I kick one of the vending machines out of frustration. I glance briefly at the train timetable, four minutes, not too bad, I suppose. I try sitting on one of the benches at the side of the platform. Cold and hard. Three minutes left. Only three. I can wait three minutes. Three minutes is manageable. I stop pacing and look across the rails. A few people are standing on the concrete platform, the one parallel to mine. Maybe platform three or four. I can't be bothered to check. They all look the same at night. Cold and dark and grey. Eerily quiet. I glimpse the train timetable out of the corner of my eye. It flickers every now and then. Buzzes. They ought to replace it, really. I make a mental note to complain about that on the website, too. If only I had my phone, I could do something with my time. I still feel agitated. Uneasy. I should be on the train already. I should have been on the train five minutes ago. Six now. I peer through the cracked window. The clock is just visible, ticking away. I could do something if I'm fast. But it probably won't be worth it. The staff here are useless. Better to just wait. Stand here and wait. Not long now. I walk right to the end of the platform right to the bit where it slopes down and disappears into the tracks. Then I look back at the train timetable, at the amount of time left. One minute. I walk back down the platform to the place where, in the daytime, there are shops selling snacks. Litter is scattered across the concrete. I nudge a crisp packet with my toe. I look behind me. People are stirring along the platform picking up their belongings. In the waiting room, everyone is getting up. The train is due. Any second now. I stand there, in the silence, expectantly. Nothing happens. For ages. There is no train. There don't seem to be any staff around either, keeping an eye on things. Just us. The people who should have been on the train eight minutes ago, and still aren't getting on it eight minutes later, but then suddenly I hear the start of another announcement. If you see something that doesn't look right, speak to staff or text the British Transport Police on six one o one six. We'll sort it. See it, say it, sorted. Twenty-three forty-eight was written by Maeve Digan and read by Emma Bonewal.